Tiferet Chapter 64 To dream of living in a new and unknown city means imminent death. In fact, the dead live elsewhere, nor is it known where. Girolamo Cardano, Somnorium Senesiorum, Basel, 1562, 1, 58 While Gavora is the sephira of awe and evil, Tiferet is the sephira of beauty and harmony. As Teotelevi said, It is the light of understanding, the tree of life. It is pleasure, hail appearance. It is the concord of law and freedom. And that year was for us the year of pleasure, of the joyful subversion of the great text of the universe, in which we celebrated the nuptials of tradition and the electronic machine. We created and we delighted in our creation. It was the year in which we invented the plan. For me, at least, it was truly a happy year. Leah's pregnancy proceeded tranquilly, and between Garamond and my agency I was beginning to make a comfortable living. I kept my office in the old factory building, but we remodeled Leah's apartment. The wonderful adventure of metals was now in the hands of the compositors and proofreaders. That was when Signor Garamond had his brainstorm. An illustrated history of magic and the hermetic sciences, with the material that comes in from the diabolicals, with the expertise you three have acquired, with the advice of that incredible man, Allier, we can put together a big volume, four hundred pages, dazzling full-color plates, in less than a year, reusing some of the graphics from the history of metals. But the subject matter is so different, I said. What can I do with a photograph of a cyclotron? What can you do with it? Imagination! Kasabin, use your imagination! What happens in those atomic machines, in those megatronic positrons, or whatever they're called? Matter is broken down. You put in Swiss cheese, and out come quarks, black holes, churned uranium. It's magic-made flesh, Hermes and Hermes. Here on the left, the engraving of Paracelsus, old abracadabra with his alembics, against a gold background. And on the right, quasars, the queasing art of heavy water, gravitational galactic antimatter, etc. Don't you see? The real magician isn't a bleary-eyed guy who doesn't understand a thing. It's the scientist who has grasped the hidden secrets of the universe. Discover the miraculous all around us. Hinted at Mount Palomar, they know more than they're letting on. To encourage me, he gave me a raise, almost perceptible. I concentrated on the miniatures of the Liber Solus of Trismosen, the Mutus Liber of Pseudo Lullus. I filled folders with pentacles, sephirotic trees, decans, talismans. I combed the loneliest rooms of libraries. I bought dozens of volumes from booksellers who in the old days had peddled the cultural revolution. Among the diabolicals I moved with the ease of a psychiatrist who becomes fond of his patients, enjoying the balmy breezes that waft from the ancient park of his private clinic. After a while he begins to write pages on delirium, then pages of delirium, unaware that his sick people have seduced him. He thinks he has become an artist. And so the idea of the plan was born. Theo Talevi went along with the game because for him it was a form of prayer. As for Jacobo Belbo, I thought he was having as much fun as I was. I realize only now that he derived no real pleasure from it. He took part in it nervously, anxiously biting his nails. Or rather, he played along in the hope of finding at least one of the unknown addresses, the stage without footlights, which he mentions in the file named Dream, a surrogate theology for an angel that will never appear. File Name Dream I don't remember if I dreamed one dream within another, or if they followed one another in the course of the same night, or if they alternated night by night. 
I'm looking for a woman, a woman I know. I've had an intense relationship with her, but I cannot figure out why I let it cool. It was my fault not keeping in touch. Inconceivable that I could have allowed so much time to go by. I'm looking for her, or for them. There is more than one woman. There are many. I lost them all in the same way through neglect. And I am seized by uncertainty, because even just one would be enough for me, because I know this. In losing them, I have lost much. As a rule, in my dream, I cannot find, no longer possess, am unable to bring myself to open the address book where the phone number is written, and even if I do open it, it's as if I were farsighted. I can't read the names. I know where she is, or rather, I don't know where the place is, but I know what it's like. I have the distinct memory of a stairway, a lobby, a landing. I don't rush about the city looking for the place. Instead, I am frozen, blocked by anguish. I keep racking my brain for the reason I permitted or wanted the relationship to cool, the reason I failed to show up at our last meeting. She's waiting for a call from me, I'm sure. If only I knew her name. I know perfectly well who she is, I just can't reconstruct her features. Sometimes in the half-waking doze that follows, I argue with the dream. You remember everything, I say. You settle all your scores. There's no unfinished business. There is no place you remember whose location you don't know. There is nothing to the dream. But the suspicion remains that I have forgotten something, left something among the folds of my eagerness, the way you forget a banknote or a paper with an important fact in some small marsupial pouch of your trousers or old jacket. And it's only later that you realize it was the most important thing of all, crucial, unique. Of the city I have a clearer image. It's Paris. I'm on the left bank. And when I cross the river I find myself in a square that could be Place des Vosges. No, more open, because at the end stands a kind of madeleine. Passing the square, moving behind the temple, I come to a street. There's a second-hand bookshop on the corner that curves to the right, through a series of alleys that are unquestionably the Barrio Gotico of Barcelona. It could turn into a very broad avenue full of lights, and it's on this avenue, and I remember it with the clarity of a photograph, that I see to the right, at the end of a blind alley, the theater. I'm not sure what happens in that place of pleasure, no doubt something entertaining and slightly louche, like a striptease. For this reason I don't dare make inquiries, but I know enough to want to return, full of excitement. In vain, toward Chatham Road the streets become confused. I wake with the taste of failure, an encounter missed. I cannot resign myself to not knowing what I've lost. Sometimes I'm in a country house. It's big, I know there's another wing, but I've forgotten how to reach it, as if the passage has been walled up. In that other wing there are rooms and rooms. I saw them once, and in detail, thoroughly, it's impossible that I dreamed them in another dream, with old furniture and faded engravings, brackets supporting little nineteenth-century toy theaters made of punched cardboard, sofas with embroidered coverlets, and shelves filled with books, a complete set of the Illustrated Journal of Travel and of Adventures on Land and Sea. It's not true that they came apart from being read so often and that Mama gave them to the trash man. I wonder who got the corridors and stairs mixed up, because that is where I would have liked to build my buen retiro, in that odor of precious junk. Why can't I dream of college entrance exams, like everybody else? 